This week's winner of the podcast contest, well, we only had two entries, so uh, we flipped the coin. This week's winner was Lynn McCurdy, so congratulations, Lynn, and uh, we hope you enjoy your RailroadKits.com kit. My kids are in the background, so don't mind them. This week's contest, we're going to just go off the off the beaten path here and ask everyone to share your favorite Christmas decoration you have. Just put a picture of your favorite Christmas decoration. If it's your tree or whatever it is, share it with us on this week's pin post for the contest for a chance to win a kit from RailroadKits.com and a koozie from HR Scale Customs. Thanks, guys. What's going on? And welcome back to episode 105 of The Knitting Corner with Todd and Brett Wiley. This week, we're going to dive into the deep, different uh, little aspects of knitting and cross-stitching. Yes. Yes. Um, thank you for joining us for another exhilarating episode of the cross-stitch and knitting episode <laughs> podcast. I mean. what, a, what a yarn! <laughs> <laughs> well, the other day, I lost my thimble, and I, I poked my finger. I, bled, I almost bled out. But <laughs> well, well, if you... If you yeah. You're, yeah, all right. Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Bench Time podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley. Um, yeah, we yeah. don't we don't know how to knit, so my man, mo- I think it's my mo- the holiday season, man. It is. It's, it's tough to get work done because I'm always going somewhere. You know, I go out and buy presents. Got to go that. get this. Got to pick up that. You know, heard just, that. What's that? Heard that. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah. Uh-oh. So, um, yeah. So, I wanted, yeah. Yeah. I just want to, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're getting a lot done in this first minute of this episode, but <laughs> I got some stuff for tonight, man. I got some stuff. I do too. And, right. uh, let's, uh, let's start this up. <laughs> let's get this shit on the road. All right. What's <laughs> what's up guys? Hey, real quick before we get on to all of our other normal rants and ravings and everything that we talk about, I want to just shout out to our patrons. This show is brought to you 100% by our patrons. So, if you guys want to become a patron, help out the show and get some exclusive content and some other goodies, head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs. Get yourself hooked up there. Um, there you go. So let's jump into this week's topics. We're just going to jump into the topics. We're going to do our patron questions and topics. Um, unless you just want to do them now. Do you want to do them now or do you want to do them later? It don't matter, man. Let's just get rolling. Well, I'm just asking you what you want to do. We plan all, we plan all this out, by the way, this is all scripted guys. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, let's just do the quest. Let's just do the topics here, real quick. All right, let's do the topics. All right, these are our patron topics. Um, here we go. Scott Horgan, okay. if you had to pick one brand of paint to use for all of your modeling, what would it be and why? What one brand? I know what mine would be. What would it be? Folk art. Yeah. Yep. I would pick folk art because I like that it's already a thicker paint for the most part. Yeah. yeah. It's a, one of the thicker of the acrylic paints, and I can mm-hmm. water it down if I need to. And sometimes you do need a thicker paint, and you can't really thicken up a paint. Mm-hmm. 
So, and I think they have a wide variety of colors. It's a little bit more expensive, a whole like 20 cents more than the Apple Barrel ones. But I think they, I just feel like the folk art has a lot of, I don't know. I really like the way the paint goes on. I like how it covers. So that's what I would do. I'm going to differ from you. Good. And I'm going to say the, I like the Deco Art Americana. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, I like that. I I think there are more. Oh, you got a text message. Oh, it's not a text message. I don't. It's it, here's the thing on my cell phone. I don't know. Turn that down. I don't know what half my noises are on here, and they they make noises, and I don't know what the hell it was. I'm like going through all the apps on my phone trying to figure out what the hell it was. But anyhow, all right. Um, are you okay the, now? I'm good. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> my little my little phone rant. And um, but we're gonna um, get you one of those. Uh, I think they're called like. Uh, uh, cricket phones or something not cricket yeah. wireless but they're like they're but like whatever they're called beetle phones or something i've seen them before they have like f- five buttons <laughs> <laughs> and they like each button is like the ones like the ones like a hang-up button and the other four are to pr- uh, pre-programmed contacts so it'll be like you me mom and pap that's it <laughs> they're like well <laughs> Anyway, yeah, anyway, whatever. So, anyways, I like the Americana paint. I, I like it for. I it, I think it's very. I I have all of them. You know, I mean, I have the folk art and the Americana, uh, and I have and I also like ceram coat. Oh um, yeah, that's a good one. But I, if I you like had to pick that, one, if I had to pick one, I would pick uh, the Deco Art Americana. I think the color selection is wider. Um, it is also geared towards tones that are realistic. Like earth tones and things like that, they actually name them to where they actually match <laughs> the damn thing you're trying to do. Right. Okay. Um, uh, I like ceram coat for its texture, and I say that because it's not too thick and it's not thin. It, I hate to say it's just right. <laughs> I'm I'm already liking where this is going. But it's it's like it's like um I don't know it's it's a very smooth. Easy flowing, but it covers every. It covers. It gives you good coverage, you know. It gives good coverage without globbing on. It's got a good spread. Uh, I like the Americana best. I like I said. I like the Americana best because of the color selection, and and like you said, it's a little thicker. Um, I can always water it down. However, uh, the ceram coat always comes out perfect for me, and it is about the same. Ceram coat's a good paint. Double creatives. They're all. They're all found next to each other when you go to the hobby store or the, the uh, craft stores and things. Yeah. But so um, you would I pick like, Deco Art. I would. Yes. All right. All right. We can always. And you test. know what has gotten better? What has? I, I didn't used to like it. Tell me, Apple Barrel. Well, no, no, the I like, Nicole. I Nicole. No, Nicole's is going to oh. be gone because of the uh, it's 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 by AC Moore. AC, AC Moore. All right. What? But it's, what? The Craftsmart from Michaels. Oh, yeah. You know, Craftsmart um, used to suck. It did. It, it, when I first it would take I like 10. I think I remember doing – so I'm going to I'm gonna interrupt you. What a, what a shock. Remember when I did my first – when I told you, hey, we're going to do a layout. And before you yeah. started doing um, your dollies, which was like your foot back into yeah. the Craftsman world, I told right. you I was going to paint the DPM building with um, acrylic paints. And you're like, yeah. oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. And I remember this the conversation, mm-hmm. and I was working with those Craftsmart paints, and you had to put like four layers on. I know. Remember that garage? I did the garage like that. 
Yeah. There was a plastic garage by who made that damn thing? That was Woodland Scenics too. Mm-hmm. It was a plastic garage. It's an it was a nice plastic model, and uh, and I I put it together and I started. I was like, ah, you know what? I'm going to use. I'm not using testers or anything. No model masters. I didn't have any of that. I was just getting back into it. Right. So I went and got the craft paints and tried it. And same deal. I mean, I had to put layer after layer because I bought the craft model. I bought the cheaper stuff. Right. You know, and then after after a while, I stopped buying the craft part and just buying the better paint yeah you so learn a little yeah and now i've been buying some crap there's some craft smart most of the craft smart stuff is about the same it's about the same thickness it's Definitely. a little thinner maybe but it but uh it, still it, pretty good i don't have yeah i don't have to keep reapplying right it's so. cheap yep all right well so you would be deco art um, i would be the deco art hey real quick the one thing i did uh, this is a sidetrack. Um, we got a comment from someone on one of the one of the discussions we had. I think it might have been mm, might have been a toolbox talk or something where we listed a whole bunch of paints. I think you made the list, the paint list, and I linked yeah. to every single paint that you could buy. It's the Amazon version, so mm-hmm. yes. Uh, what was that discussion about? I have no clue where you're at right now. Oh, it was like essential paints, and you gave us a list of like 50 essential paints for... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you and I need to come up with a new list. They're the ones I grab right away, the ones that are close yes, to hand, yes. and the ones I go for. And I think, think, okay, I need that. I think you and I should make a different list and expand mm-hmm. upon that, where we categorize it like, here are your essential earth tones, here are your essential... Building colors. Here's yeah, we can so, do that, and maybe not make it so that way it's so many. But if yeah. someone's starting out, because we've had a couple people comment on that specific post where they yeah. were happy that we provided a list with the actual paint colors for acrylics to buy. So what right. we should do is find hey, you and I can make our own lists on our own, and we'll compile them together, and we'll have like here's ten colors you should have if you're going to start painting structures. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to want an olive, you're going to want a brick, you're going to want a uh, right. a suede type of color, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And we'll we'll make that up. That way people who maybe aren't using acrylic yet or um are starting out in craftsman kits, which maybe most of you aren't, but there's a few listeners on here that are just starting out. But also we might be using colors that you guys don't know about. Or have never thought to use or pick up, so you know, never hurts to look yeah. at a list like that. Yeah. So maybe my dad and I here will throw something like that together over the next couple of weeks and make a, a list of each type of paint and what we use it for. But anyways, yeah, that'd be a good thing to do. All right, okay. So going from paint, what are our mo- this is from Ron Piscal. What are our five most influential modeling how-to books? Five most? Yeah. Well. I will say my most influential well, I think modeling you... books, not books with photos in them. Oh, okay. that's yeah. Because I don't think that's the same. I think that's that's a, that's somebody else's work. Mm-hmm. I, do you want the most influential that 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 we that you learn from, or the ones that you admire and you want to emulate when you when you when you watch or the ones that inspire you. Right, right. What's it say? What's 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 your five most influential modeling yeah. books. Not inspiring books. Okay. Influential. I'm pulling them right now. I th- Well, and, and ours are going to be pretty much the same cuz you and I have 
have one one book library. Uh, yeah, well, that's not... Well, you're the one that actually has the books. I don't know how to read, so... Okay, there's three books. There's... I can give you four books total. You have one of them right now. I lent it to you. Is it the one from... Dave Frary. Dave Frary? So that's it, one. The, yeah. scen- the scenery book. Yeah. From Dave What's Frary. One it's, on it's one like it's third or fourth... Um, edition right now, but it, it's it's the same. It's, it's awesome. a classic. It's, it's a classic. Yeah, it is. Um, then he has three books that are in my top five. Okay, he has that one. Um, he has three hundred and three tips for detailing model railroad scenery and structures, and uh, that's written by him and Dave, uh, Dave Ferry and Bob Hayden. And um, and that's an awesome book. That's one. That's like a Bible for me. So is the other one, mm-hmm. uh, the one you, the one that you have at your house right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is 222 tips for building model railroad structures by Dave Ferry. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so three of the three of my top five books would be those three books from Dave. Yeah, would be from Dave Ferry. And I know that sounds. There's another one out there by Malcolm Furlow uh, that is no longer. Uh, he's no longer with us, sadly, but um, it, it's a it's a classic. Uh, I don't have the title of that. I haven't seen it, and I don't have it anymore. I used to have it years ago. I would like to. I'm going to probably pick it up again. It's an awesome book, and I recommend that book. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, in fact, I'm going to look into that tonight after the show. Um. And then also the AK Interactive Dialogue uh, FAQ book. Yes. Yes. With, yes. Uh, is my fifth one. That would be um, that. That's the big thick book. It's that's about a big boy. Five to hundred dollars, but it's uh, it's an expensive book. But it worth it. it. And, it and, and it yeah, and it covers everything you can do with military modeling and how you can transfer it into you know, diorama building is basically what it's about. Right. So it's called diorama. There's another one. Um... It's not, I don't think, I wouldn't put it on my top, but it's an interesting one. I had to go and look for it. Um, you shared it with me. I think you might have bought it. The David Wright Modeling Ports and Waterways book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's now, a good see, book. That's the other thing. I have some that I'm not counting that I bought online. E- ebooks. Yeah. I can read ebook. Yeah. That's one of them. We have a few that you and I have shared. Um, mm-hmm. through Google Play books, yeah. uh, it's in our family library, and that's just one of them that came to mind was the David Wright one. Um, yeah. But there's a bunch out there. I know, actually, one can of you our... access. Can you access my other books? I only have that one right now. I used I to have others, could, but I wonder how I could share some of the others. That one allowed me to share it with you, well, but the other ones didn't. I have well, the other diorama books. We can go over that, that another I time. Through that, so the AK. I have a bunch of other AK books that I bought. That I yeah. can find a way to share well, with you. Well, we can go. Yeah. We can talk about yeah. that. Yeah, we'll figure that out. another time. But yeah. um, yeah, don't don't discount it because it's not in print. Sometimes these ebooks are just as just as good. Nice. Um, and you can take yeah. them wherever you want. So if you're at your lunch break and you got your phone out and you can whip your phone out for a half an hour and mm-hmm. while you eat, you can read a little bit of it. That's what I did with some of these. I, I honestly, so this is a sidetrack. Another sidetrack. Um, I have a kindle now i mean you knew i got a kindle right yeah 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 man i have been reading feverishly on my kindle yeah oh yeah 
because it's so easy. I thought maybe I wouldn't like it because it's not a book and I can't feel the pages. And I was at I I used to like to read books that way. Mm-hmm. But man, I've been reading books like crazy on my Kindle. Yeah. And this is not a push for Kindle. I'm not affiliated with Amazon in any way, as you guys know. Right. But man, I love. I think I read more now than I ever did because I take it with me. I can. I don't have to lug this big fat book around. I just put the Kindle in my laptop case and at lunch I'll read for like 10 minutes while I'm eating my sandwich and then do some other stuff and I don't know anyways uh, back on track yeah there's a lot of digital ebooks out there for modeling that you can get that aren't in print that are just damn good books so don't discount them just just because it's digital there's one called Weathering for Railway Modelers it's by um, a guy let me pull it up it's called, his name is George Dent. George Dent? Dent, D-E-N-T. Uh, that is awesome. And um, that's that's also, a, it's also a great book to have. Nice. Um, so, you know, they're, they're out there. There's a bunch of them. And, and uh, I'm trying to find all one. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, and I'll link to these ones that we talked about um, that you guys can check them out if you don't have them already. Mm-hmm. All right, so Lynn has a story that he liked, because this week I didn't ask for just questions. I asked for anything you want to share. It could be anything you want to share. Lynn's got a story from Harbor Freight. Uh, he just returned from Harbor Freight. Two 9-volt rechargeable, rechargeable batteries packs a three one-sixteenth inch drill bit that fits drivers, two-piece earth magnets, multi-purpose scissors, one four-power outlet strip, and a free flashlight, all for under 20 bucks. Lynn, we love Harbor Freight, so uh, we're with you on that. And with his Harbor Freight membership, he sees an extra 20% off one item and 30% off another. So uh, Lynn is driving home a point that uh, you need to go to Harbor Freight, guys, because you and I have talked about it. Lynn is talking about it here. And uh, there's a lot of cool tools. They're not going to last you long if you're using them to like actually fix your house or fix a car or something. But for building yeah. models... If you're only gonna use it as the you know your weekend warrior type tools, Harbor Freight tools mm-hmm. are fine. Oh yeah. So, you know, if I was a mechanic and I needed to actually depend on my tools for a daily living, I wouldn't buy them at probably buy it at Harbor Freight. But yeah. uh, you know, if it's weekend warrior type stuff, like I just said, or you're just looking for a caliper to measure like your uh, a window size, and you're not actually depending on it for like an engineering job or something, then go go get it at Harbor Freight. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. This one is... I don't disagree with that at all. This one is from Dazzy J. What project have you been putting off? You know it needs to be done, but you just don't want to do it. That's the first one. He's got a second one. Wow. Um, Well, here's the thing. I've been working this... I've been working this uh, FSM kit forever. And I've been trying to do some other stuff. and 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 I have some work done on it, but... I want to get the. I want to do the boxing. Uh, JJ Hollanders. It's eating at me. It's biting at me, wanting me to get to it. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and I have it yet, and uh, I need to do it. It's just one of those things that's killing me. I don't want to finish. I don't want to start stuff up until I get stuff finished. I hate that concept. I it's, I used to like to get things going all at one time. Have yeah. a couple things going. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like you're like really a one in, one at a time type of pace right now. Yeah, I am, 
and I didn't used to be always that way, but now I've seen it's this kit. I want to get this damn thing done. Right. And it's wonderful. It's been a blast, but I want to get it done and off my off my uh, bench and start working. No, that, I, I get it. That is what I want to do. All right. Well, mine is you're gonna laugh at this one. Mine is that stupid RDA. Um. Oh. Iron Forge. Mm-hmm. That kit. I want to do it. It's not... And it, okay. It's not that I'm putting it off because I don't want to do it, Dazzy. Dazzy's asking that. So, it's not that I'm doing it... I'm putting it off... I don't know why I'm putting it off. I'm putting it off because I want to do it in my brain, but then when I get down here, I have so much other stuff I want to work on that I just like, oh, well, pff, that's there. I'll do it another time. Yeah. But then I know it's such a badass kit that I, I, I want to do it. And then, like, the next day when I'm whatever not working or I'm at, yeah. I'm at my work work and I'm thinking about you ever here's a here's another sidetrack <laughs> have you ever been have you ever sat at work say it's a Wednesday you're sitting at work and mm-hmm. you're like man I really want to get a lot of work done tonight I really want to get a lot of work done tonight and you get down to your workbench or wherever and you're you're working and you do some work yeah and you work for an hour or two or whatever three you work through the evening and but you don't do what you wanted to do. And then the yeah. next day, you're sitting back where at your real job going, yeah. God damn it, I didn't do... Like, I should have done more. Like, I should have done more last night. I yeah. wasted that time, and now I didn't get done what I wanted to get done. You ever have that happen? And then you have, oh, like, yeah, yeah. You ever have, like, not work regret, where you're, like, a day that you should have been working and you could have been working, you're home all day not doing anything, and you just you're just a lazy bum all day. On the oh, recliner, yeah, yeah. and then the next yeah. day, and it's like it's like a Sunday. You don't do anything, and then Monday you go to work, and then you're like, "Man, now I'm st- now I'm stuck at my real job, and I wish I was home on a weekend working on stuff." And then all you want to do is go home and work. Then, yeah, <laughs> I do that. Like I play that mental game on myself all the everybody, time. Everybody probably does that. <laughs> you know, I mean, you have to. It's I know, know it's just. It's even worse during for me during college football season because oh, I, yes. I sit all day on Saturday watching college footballs. And then, um, <laughs> just the footballs, right? Yeah, just that. Just uh, just footballs. I just watch the footballs, not college football games. Right, right. And um, but I sit there thinking to myself, "Oh well, how you know? I could. I, I want to get some stuff done. So in the morning on Saturdays." I'll, uh... Whoops. What's the matter? Just opened a beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, in the mornings on Saturdays, I know there's no football going on, right? So I'll work in the morning feverishly. Till noon. Till noon. Because why? Because the Oklahoma Sooners only seem to play at noon for whatever reason. This whole year, year, yeah. On the East Coast. And it's 11 o'clock over there. Anyhow. So, we... So I watch that. And then I say, okay, I'm just going to watch the Sooner game. At noon, the early game, and then I'm going to go back in there and I'm going to get to work, you know? Well, then the 3.30, 4 o'clock game comes on. It's usually some, some big team like Bama and LSU or something like that, you know? And the next thing you know, you're watching that game. 
And then that game ends at 7 o'clock. There's, a, there's the game, the other Big 12 game. we got to watch that one to see how we do, see how our next week's opponent's going to do. Yeah, and then, you know, if this <laughs> if this team loses, then we're going to rank this way. And if that team loses, we're going to drop and rank this way. So then you get hooked. Right. right. So then I only have – I wanted to work all weekend long, right? And and that Saturday is freaking wasted, right? It's wasted. If I it Maybe at like 10 o'clock at night, if the, if the last game's a blowout, I'll come in here and I'll sit in here for a few hours and work. But Sundays, I generally, unless we have something planned, I usually hammer Sundays um, if I can. Because I do not really watch pro football. I'm not a pro football nah, fan. I don't, I don't like the NFL anymore. Yeah. And um, so, so on those days, I get a uh, Sunday, I get a lot done. But here's the thing. I get to work on Monday thinking about all the work I got done Sunday. And I'm happy about the fact that I got to work on Sunday. But then... I'm I'm kind of half upset because I could have got more done had I not wasted Saturday. Right. You know? And, you know, I guess we all kind of feel that way at certain times. So, but it is what it is. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've all been we there. We do get lazy, though. We do get lazy. You know, but you know? sometimes it's good to just have some, have some time where you're not doing anything. Yeah, you know, everyone, yeah, I get that. Everyone, I get, I've used to get caught up in this and, um... You know, I would worry that like, oh my gosh, so and so just shared the work that they were doing, and so and so just shared this, right. and, and oh, I'm not doing anything, and all these people are working on this and that, and then I got to the point where I'm like, you know what, I can't be consumed with what people are yeah. doing online, and and that goes along with like anything that you're doing online. For us, yeah. it's tough because we have a platform that we're trying to publish content for, and uh, I'm sure other people out there that are listening feel the same way if they have a platform. So I know some of us have Facebook pages of our own, of their own. Uh, Some of them have YouTube channels. Jason Jensen's got a YouTube channel. I'm sure he might feel the same way about this. Like Mm -hmm. you, you see, not that it's, it's not competitive in a way like, Oh, I got to outdo that person. But it's like, Oh man, they're doing all this awesome stuff. And I'm not getting anything done. And I got to go downstairs and work. I got to make something. And sometimes it's good to not, do that sometimes it's good to just like unplug don't look at social media for a little bit we can't we can't do that with go ahead go ahead just don't look at social media for a little bit you know uh don't worry about you know joe schmo building his big ass kit that he's doing and whatever whatever they're doing just work for a little bit that like you want to and then and then just go back upstairs and watch the football game or watch yeah. Whatever you like. If you like to watch professional badminton, go up and watch the badminton game, whatever they call that, the match. <laughs> and you know, you got to enjoy. You got to enjoy your time and not not feel like you're not doing but anything. Hit the birdie. You got to hit the birdie. Yeah, but that's with anything in life. You don't need to keep up. You don't need to keep up with the Joneses because they're working no. more or they're doing whatever. So, I dude, if we took that attitude, if we took that attitude, and and. Tried to keep up with Jason Jensen. Oh well, my God! I'd lose well, my I'm, family. I'm, I'm, I'm probably just I probably just <laughs> fall all over flat on my face on the floor <laughs> from exhaustion. We need to hook uh, you yeah, up to some. You can't do it. You can't do it. I think I know Jason's secret. I think yeah. he's got a main like a, a a main line IV bag. Yeah. Of coffee. Well, you know who else is back in town? I think he just has a a giant IV of coffee. He does, man. And like, he just pumps it in and he just keeps working. Drip. I love it's like, it. It's like, he just put that it's like video. when you go to the hospital and you get the morphine, you can push the button he just, every seven minutes and it gives you a shot of morphine. Yeah. Well, he, 
he can he has the coffee. It's on like every minute, and he can just pump the yeah. button. He just put out that he's video. Got the coffee going. He's got the coffee going. Yeah. He just put out that awesome uh, video of that bridge. You see that? That's sick. It's sick. That bridge is yeah. ridiculous looking. Yeah. It's all ridiculous you know, in a good way. You know who else is back in town? Who's that? Back to building. Our buddy Frank Frank Varga, Varga is building again, yes. I see some work from Frank. I knew it wouldn't like, last long. Yeah, man, the kids, the kids <laughs> are great, but yeah, they, they, there are times you can get, you can still spare some time to do some build. And that, and guess and that, what, Frank, as they get a little... We're going to be talking with him soon, by the way. Guess what, uh, hey, Frank, as, as they get older, you know, and when they're young, real young, you only get a couple hours in between when they're sleeping. Yeah. But when they get a little older, they sleep all night. Yeah. So then you get way more time to work. It's it's amazing. Yeah. I'm glad to see you're posting stuff again, Frank. Yeah, me too. And, and his his work is as always just off the charts. And yeah. my opinion, he's the uh, he is um, like the uh, next. Wait, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the big he's the big structure dude. He is the big structure dude. He's <laughs> like that. He's like you take George Sellers with his big monster structures and then and multiply them. And you take them and move them to the 1970s. George Selyus. 60s and 70s or whatever. I think George Selyus would think that Frank is crazy. Oh, he would with, love it. With that, with that one building that Frank said he had, like, how many how many windows, oh my windows and fire escapes did he put down? The fire escapes, the titchy fire escapes right. he put down right. the side. Man, it's that's just good to see him back in the game. Yeah, too. anyways. All right. Next question. This is the last one from Desi J. All right. What project can't you wait to get your teeth into? Didn't we just say that? No. This was the one that you... I know- can't wait to get my teeth into. Oh, see, then you didn't follow the rules. You didn't follow the rules. What was the rules? The rules were... What, what? what project do you know needs done, but you just don't want to do it? Oh. Mine was, I know I need to finish at Ironforge, because it's huge... But I got a lot of other fun things, a lot of other like sexier things to do than yeah. work on that Iron Forge. Right. So what's uh, so let me back up. What's a thing that you know you should be doing or finishing, but you you aren't? Well, I should be finishing Newport Hardware. And I and I want to do that. It, okay. It, all the shit's ready for it. I mean, it's ready to slap together and let's go. But um the this is, uh, but I'm right now stuck on this Baxter's yeah. building supply, and all right, it's so almost that's, done. That's the one you're procrastinating on. That's the one I'm procrastinating on, but in the back of my head, if we want to go to Dazzy J's, it's J.J. Hollander's all boxing right. gym. All I right. want to get it done. So the project that I can't wait to sink my teeth into is the yeah. partially started um, terminal kit, which um, oh, yeah, yeah. I did open it back up last weekend, and I started... Um, I started to kind of move some stuff around in the middle of our layout where it's going to sit and began to kind of plan out how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a multi-level build. So I'm going to take another piece of foam dad in the middle and build it up on one side and create a little bit of a hill that goes up and back down. That that way I can mess around with the foundation too so it's not all sitting 100% flat. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of working with that, but that's one I'm itching to get to. But I also have to finish Paulzer's plumbing, which is done, but well, not done. I shouldn't even say it's not even close to. I got I, all the windows and everything are all in. I got to do the I got to assemble the building and then do all the detailing around it. So I got to finish that. I got to finish this term this um 
yard office number three from FLS, yeah. which we're doing the videos with. There's a new, there'll be a new video up right around the same time the podcast goes up this mm-hmm. week. Um, got that one. I got the Paulser's plumbing. What else do I have? Assassin is like done. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. I, all my projects are winding down. So I got to start some new ones, but I want to get these ones out of the way before I start the terminal. I'm itching to do the terminal, but I'm disciplining myself to like get this other stuff cleared out that I started because I had like three or four things going at once. Yeah. So I got to clear those out before I can get to going back. Dude, I got I got Rust Rock Falls. I got the yacht basin from Carolina Craftsman Kits. Well, I mean, Petals, yeah, I mean, you, from them. you and I, I got, both, you and I both have like. Eight kits to do this winter, so yeah, I got I got two I got two boats to build. From yeah, Seaport Model Works that I yeah. want to get to. Definitely, I, I, and I got like six other ones up sitting up here just yeah. waiting. Do me, do me. We got a big inf- we got a big <laughs> inventory of kits right now. So yeah. Um. All right, that is it for our um patron questions. I want to read a story real quick that okay. L- that Lynn sent us. Um. He was so he was. He loved your story about the Christmas tree the other week. Oh, yeah, throwing yeah, the Christmas yeah. tree out the window. Christmas tree. That he sent me a funny story about a ham that he was trying to cook. Okay. And it reminded him, your story reminded him of his ham mm-hmm. that he was trying to cook. So here we go. All right. All right. I'm going to read this out. And uh, my dad has not heard this yet. I was the only one who read it. Lynn just emailed it to me. All right. Here we go. All right. A little background. This was around 1972. I was single again, living in a small wood cabin in San Bernardino Mountains by myself. I had a job driving a small gasoline tanker around around at night, Sunday through Thursday. My close friends and their wives worried about me, and rightfully so, and wanted to make sure I was eating and trying to be healthy. I was also playing in a band Friday and Saturday nights, so I was up to all hours in the night. One woman, well maybe more, suggested I get a small canned ham and then I could have a warm meal and the rest for sandwiches and such. A cheap and easy meal. So I bought one at the local supermarket and now the story begins. <laughs> After work and driving up the mountain to my cabin, I was tired and I had this idea, not a good idea, that if I put the can, the canned ham in an oven at a low temperature all day while I slept, it would be super tender. So I placed the canned ham, unopened, thinking that the juices would make it even better in the oven at around 200 degrees, and went to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I woke toward the evening, and the cabin smelled delicious. I could hardly wait. (laughs) This is like like turning into a Griswold Christmas story. Oh yeah, I can tell what's going to happen. I I opened the oven and found the can had expanded and looked like a football and it was hissing. Okay. <laughs> okay. So far, so good. Then my next mistake. I removed the can from the oven to the kitchen counter. When the hissing stopped, I opened the can with the nose of the metal keys attached to the can. This is when things got interesting. <laughs> the can, short of exploding, let out a gust of steam and grease start- and started spinning on the counter. <laughs> Somebody's got to put this in a movie. All the time, more steam and grease kept shooting out as the football-looking can spun on the counter. 
I grabbed a nearby towel and tackled the can. Now pointing the steam of can, now pointing the stream of steam and grease towards the wall, windows, and curtains. I was beginning to think that the steam would never stop, but finally it did. As I look around, the the entire cabin is now full of steam, but it smelled good at least. I slowly opened the can, not knowing what to expect, only to find the ham looked like one of those uh, hockey pucks that Brett and Todd use as weights. A small black chunk of what at once was ham. I now noticed the walls in the kitchen, including the windows and curtains, were dripping with grease and steam, then putting, then puddling on the kitchen floor. Later that night, before leaving work and airing out the cabin and a little cleanup, I placed the hockey puck-looking ham out for the raccoons, only to find that they had nothing. They wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> And then he finishes up by saying, on the bright side, every girlfriend and wife after that, I told the story, was hardly ever asked, I was hardly ever asked to clean up, to cook. Clean up, yes, but cook, no. And then he shared, uh, he shared a picture of the gas truck he drove and um, uh, the album cover of the band that he played for, which featured the cabin in which the ham incident happened in. I can't, that's like, that's like, that's like the... That's the kind of story like you see in like a John Candy movie, like yeah. like The Great Outdoors or something. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. That's a pretty awesome. Story. That's a funny one. I was yeah. re- I was reading that email um, at my lunch break at work, and I was laughing yeah. in my office, like trying to not laugh out loud, so other people could hear down the hall. Yeah. But anyways, all right, that wraps up all of our patron stuff. So let's get into our topics. What do you have? My topic. Yeah, well, you got some topics. I do. I'm working on this diorama um, for Baxter's. And it has um, – I, I went out and I went to the hobby shop and because we have all the super trees at your house. I didn't want to wait around till whenever to get them from – get a couple super trees, make them, and then and bring, them, bring them over here and then put them onto my diorama. I want to get this done, right? So I was at uh, Mainline Hobby at um, at the uh, up in where we always go, and um, they have these trees that are. I could have bought a box of another box of super trees, but I didn't want to really sink. I, want, I didn't need a whole other box of super trees. We already got right. two boxes down there at your house. Right. Okay. So um, I picked up the uh, woodland woodland scenics woodland classics already made trees. And these are these are the ones with the, you know they're they're actually nicer. They're not the ones that they're not just the the plastic. They're they're a plastic tree, okay. But uh, the base, I mean the trunk and everything, okay. But they're well painted, and then they have uh, they have the green stuff already on them, the, the foliage, and it, it is it is you know spread out really nice, and they're, they're made to look nice, and they're already assembled, right? Okay, but. Um, you know, of course, I'm not going to leave them like that because they they still are rounded and they look like they they look like lollipops uh, or or ice cream cones, you know. So we don't want an ice cream cone looking tree. And also, I didn't want to use it. They had the plastic bases on the bottom, so I brought them back here and um, I cut the bottom off. Uh, and I, I found a way to get the trees to stick. I've read about it. it's not my way. It's just a way to get them. To, to stick into the into any base or any any your layout or diorama, so they don't move. Because I don't know if you ever tried to put in a woodland scenic tree into a diorama without doing it this way, but 
if you use their bases, then you got to cover the base with the ground yeah. foam and the dirt and all that, and it looks like poop. It, it, because <laughs> you can, it looks really bad. Yeah, because you can still see the base under it, under the dirt. It leaves like an outline. So, so anyways, I pop the bases off, and I cut that little nubby end is on the bottom of the tree. Mm-hmm. I cut it. I sh- I just took some snippers, snipped it off, took a file and filed it flush to the base to the base of the trunk. Okay, so it's flat, perfectly flat. And then I took my um, um, hand drill or you know my um, pin vise, and I put in a small hole. Um, that would be the size five sixty fourths, and I took the five sixty fourths drill bit and put that up into the base of the tree. Drilled about maybe uh, maybe a quarter a quarter inch or so, and then I took a wire. Um, well, it's a paneling nail, you know, like the one inch panel nails. Mm-hmm. I had some black ones, and uh, they're finishing nails, and I. Uh, so they're about an inch long. They're exactly an inch long, and um, I cut the head off of it and down maybe a quarter inch, um, and then I took the a piece of super glue, uh, uh, super glue. I took a, some of my uh, CA glue, uh, extreme power CA glue that I use, and I put one little tiny drop in super glue. In other words, right? Right. Put put it in that little hole. Just a tiny drop in that little hole. I took that nail that I cut the head off of and I slid it up into the hole until it sat. Uh, it, it was you know firmly in place, and then the glue's going to dry it in place. Then I took that same drill bit, five sixty fours. Uh, was that say it was five sixty fours? Yes, five sixty fours drill bit, and I drilled a hole into my diorama base, and then. I stuck it right into the base, and it looks fantastic. They look real. I mean, they look good. It fits right into the to the base. It doesn't wiggle. The big thing is you don't with with the woodland scenic trees or any of those, those manufactured trees um, is getting them to stand up straight without them falling over all the time, right? Or or, or ripping up your your scenery base, you know, and, uh, and, or, or wiggling around so much in the scenery base that they just kind of lean to one side. Or every time These, you knock them, every time you bump yeah. them, they fall over or rip up a more. Not, not going to happen with these. They, they stick in, you know, it sticks into the, to the thing real firm. I can grab a hold of it and kind of wiggle it. And it doesn't, it doesn't change its position one little bit. Um, uh, they're, they're, it's, it's a, it, it's nice. So, um, yeah, that's what it did. Now, I'm going to start doing that with our other trees as well. I mean, it's going to be tougher with this, with the um, super trees because they're so tiny. Right. Uh, the, the, the trunks are thin. But, um, but on the, any other trees that we make, like the ones with the sagebrush and stuff like that, I'm going to drill holes in to the bottom of the trunks and put, a, and put these little nails in because they, they, it, it's so much better. And it's so easy to do. It took, I had... When you told me you were going to call me in 20 minutes uh, to start the podcast tonight, yeah, I had, I just started doing this, and I had all three of them done before you called me in oh, 20 nice. minutes. I put three trees on this. I don't want to, I don't want to go with too many trees because I, I, a lot of it's going to be green scenery, uh, and, and so that's the first thing that I did, um, and uh, and I think that's a pretty cool little little ticket uh, trip. 
uh, trick. Um, another trick that I did today, and I'm going to share it online tonight after the uh, after the podcast recording, is um, I put dirt down on my diorama, earth and dirt. Okay, but because I'm doing it around these buildings, um, I have to get up close to the side of the, some of these buildings uh, on this FSM kit, and I want to. I, I needed to put like. Um, some earth around the building edges and stuff, and then there's some crevices and garages and under underneath the stairwell and some other places I had to put some tricky spots where you couldn't get like the dirt in with a, a small teaspoon like he recommends on the direction. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I I made a little um, I, I took some photos of it. And we're gonna I'm gonna post the tip up tonight, but um, I'll tell you as well so you, so you all know. I went and took an index card. I just cut it. I, I took the index card and folded it in half from the five by five. You know, so it's five by five, I, three by five. I guess they're three by five cards. So I folded it up in half, the lengthwise, and then I took a pair of scissors and cut at about a. I guess it was a. I don't know. You know, sixty degree. Uh, maybe forty-five. About a forty-five degree angle across and it makes like a point at the end and it's folded in half and you can lay your dirt into the into the uh um into the crevice of the fold right and hold it in place and then put the the tip end the the pointed end where you cut the angle uh into where you want to drop your drop your uh dirt onto your glue or any scenery material i guess you know, a ground foam or whatever, and um, it, it pinpoints it exactly where you want. And all you have to do is a light tapping motion with your with your index finger on the back of the card, and it fills it in nicely. Uh, it does, you know, it's it's you know, you gotta be careful, of course. Right. But um, it's nice because it puts it right up on the edge, and uh, you don't have to worry about slopping it all over the place. And and uh, it's it's neat. I'll show you the I'll show you the. Uh, Photos. If you get on our Facebook and you find uh, our just a tip for this week, um, you will see uh, that it is a really simple tool to make and uh, cheap as an index card. Nice. So, yeah, and it's precise. And it made it, it. You saw the dirt work I did today. It yeah. turned out good. So yeah, it looks great. Yeah. What's what do you got? So I have been working on the yard office number three. Um, mm-hmm. Did do a YouTube video of uh, the next step, which I used some drywall mud to cover up the uh, corner where the two hydrocal walls meet. So you got your outside wall and your inside wall, right? One out, one has the, tex- the texture that wraps around the corner. The other right. hydrocal wall is just flat. Well, no matter how well I sand them, I always still have a little bit of a gap. Well, on this week's video, I showed how to cover up that gap. Uh, and then paint it. Uh, last, oh, actually, the one earlier in the week, I showed you how to fill the gap with drywall mud. This next one that'll be out, probably right around the time or before the podcast episode comes up, is the how to mask it so it matches the rest of the wall after you've painted it and assembled it. So right. I did that. I know some other people uh, had some comments on being able to do the um, putting that drywall mud or wood putty or something like that up prior to assembly and I just 
you know, everyone's got their own way to do it. Um, yeah. I'd be, I might try it that way the next time. But to me, it just felt like it was easier to square them up as close as I could prior to gluing them together. Yeah. And then just filling in the tiny little bit of a crack that was left in the wall afterwards. Yeah. So, but everyone's got their own way. Yeah. So I have that. Then I, uh, I've been painting detail parts like crazy for Sasson. Finish mm-hmm. that up. Uh, well, I finish them up. There's like four thousand detail parts for that damn kit. I'm gonna be doing that till next year. But yeah. no, I won't be. But anyways, um, I also have been working on Palsers, as I previously mentioned as well. So Palsers plumbing. I have the walls assembled um, partially. Uh, the building foundation is done. I just really need to start doing some sign work before I finish the other walls. I want to get the signs on prior to lifting. That's, them. A, that's a kick-ass kit too. It's a huge kit. And I actually did yeah. it the opposite way that it shows on the photo. So um, Ron, Ron Clace even explained when he was on our podcast here from My Mount Models. Um, it was a couple months ago, back in, I think it might have been the 70s or 60s episodes, but um, that you could do the kit whether uh, you could do the kit in the L shape or the Z shape version of the kit. Well, the photo on the box has in the L shape. So I decided to do it in the, the Z shape and, uh, it is turning out awesome, but you know, just got a lot. His kit even has a lot of detail parts and a lot of little things you got to do prior to. So I'm prepping all that stuff now and I'm working on all that stuff, all the signage, we like to do a lot of the signage before we put the walls up. My dad mm-hmm. and I, my dad and I do. Uh, yeah. Some sometimes the instructions for kits will show you putting signs on afterwards. Yeah, I'd rather not do that. I like it when um, it's flat. But I'm working it flat. Yeah, I like to do it when the walls are flat on my cutting or my work area, my cutting board or my work area. That way, I have more control of it, and I'm not worried about. Sometimes I've made that mistake, and maybe you have too. This is probably why you do it like I do. You'll assemble the building, and then you got to put signs on it. Well, yeah. if you're putting too much pressure on it, you got to worry about breaking or snapping the joint you just glued together, or, or any little parts, or any that, parts, and or messing up your windows. Yeah, just there's a yeah. million things that can go wrong, as you know, with these kits, as far as breaking things after they're dried. Yep. So I like to do the signs either before or after I get the windows in. If it's laying flat. I don't mind that the windows are in and I can work around the sign. If it's a sign that's going to be covering the entire wall and the window's going mm-hmm. to go, the window's going to be like, um, like to make it look like the sign was painted around the window, I'll do the sign first and then put the window in. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's what I'm working on currently. Uh, I also have the diorama all finished up for Assassin, as you guys know. I started to try to lay some ballast too. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, that is interesting. <laughs> so we're not we're not used to that yet. So well, you got you got the Dave Ferrari book there. I, I do have the Dave Ferrari book, but, yeah. but that tool that you gave me is like <laughs> it's either like it's like a tester's glue tube. It's either coming out like a freight train out of the end of that out uh, of the end of that spreader, or it's like 
where the hell are you coming? Like, are you going to come out? Are you coming out? And then finally, once you get yeah. to the point where it's ready to come out, it's like, bloosh, and all this uh, all this stuff spreads everywhere. So I need to uh, work on that a little bit. I'll I'll go back through the Dave Ferrari book. Well, maybe not, yet, maybe not use it. Maybe just do it like he tells you to. So Yeah, there's a couple ways to do it. There's more than one way to skin a cat, so I'll right. figure out how to get the... Uh, I mean, I didn't pay much for that thing. I was like, two bucks. I right? hope you I got, didn't. Well, I, got it, I got it for sale, on sale. And if, I got it at the flea market. I think it was like a dollar and a half or something like that. At the Williams Grove one. No, I don't know which one it was. One of them. So, yeah, there's more than one way to spread uh, ballast, but the ballast we're using is actually cool. It's like a a medium gray ballast. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to use that. Uh, And then we don't have to use that ballast on the entire layout. No, and we can weather that ballast too. Yes. So we can use, like down near the harbor, we can use a different type. It's not... Uh, although in our in our area it's pretty much all like limestone stone right. crushed mm-hmm. limestone uh rail beds that, so that dark gray yeah yeah so we'll probably just stick with the the limestone gray colored ballast for most of it um yeah. and then just weather it where neat where it needs to look darker or, or a different right. color but i am laying ballast now so all of you uh true model railroaders and um the ones that rag on us about not having track or trains or anything running, guess what? Guess what, guys? We're getting there. I'm laying some damn ballast, so call yeah. me a model railroader. But anyways, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, 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 it's an exciting, it's a new thing for us, so I'm excited. I, I and I only started to lay it on the section where I have the um, sawmill and sassin. You know how the the track runs between saw the sawmill that you did and the sassin vinegar works. Yeah. So on that section of track, I just started to lay ballast down because those two scenes need to come together now. It's yeah, at the yeah. point where those two scenes, we you, you did that join. scene and I did my scene, and they're right beside each other. And the only yeah. thing separating the 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 only thing separating a completed scene, a larger scene, is the track. Right. So there's like foam, which and, we should probably paint first. We can. I I can shop back up the va- the ballast that I put down. I didn't yeah. glue it. I was just uh, messing yeah. around. I did You're it on. A, I did it on a section of flat foam, so I can take yeah. a I can take a brush and then brush it back into like the container. It's oh, not. Okay. It's not a loss. I was just trying to see yeah. how that stuff spread. So that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. But uh, I got that going on, and uh, um. Tomorrow, I got a surprise for everyone on Friday the thirteenth. So today, when you're listening, on Friday the thirteenth. At nine o'clock at night, ooh, it's spooky! I'm gonna have a cool little live video. I'll probably be on for an hour or so, hour and a half max, uh, mm-hmm. from nine nine p.m. onward Eastern time. Uh, if you join us on our Facebook page at nine p.m., I'll be live and um, got a little surprise up my sleeve to what I'll be working on. So um, cool! It'll be interesting. It's actually not gonna be at my workbench. It's gonna be oh at the layout. Oh, so everyone's been we, when we do these live videos. A lot of people ask us to see the layout and yeah. and everything. So I'm gonna be working from the layout for a majority of the video um, tomorrow night. So you have to make sure you guys tune in for that tomorrow at nine or today at nine, Friday at nine, Friday the thirteenth at nine o'clock. Um, sweet. I'll wear that's my sweet. I'll wear my Jason mask the entire episode. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I've got going on. Um, Let's go. I got something to ask you. Okay. Uh, this is unrelated to 
model railroading, but it's a music question. So first, before I ask you what you've been listening to this week, what is your favorite Metallica song? Wow. We're, we like Metallica, by the way, a lot. Man, that's a tough <laughs> one because you know how I am. I mean, I love all Metallica music. Um, yeah. I mean, and there's so many I'm, to choose from, but... Um, I'm still stuck on it, Dad. I'm still stuck on Blackened. Oh, I know you like that. Like, that is honestly... Blackened, and what was the other one that was is amazing? Um... Hang on, I'll find it in a second. Hang on, I'm looking for it. Oh, the new one, there it is. Uh, Spit Out the Bone. Oh, I like Spit Out the Bone. Uh, but, I like them all. But, but Blackened, man. Blackened is my favorite song from Metallica. My favorite song... Probably... You can only pick one. Oh, only pick one? Yeah. Creeping Death. Ah, oh, that's that one you used to listen to before your softball games. No, it isn't. No? No. I can't remember what I called, what the hell that was. You like Creeping but Death. I like Creeping Death. And uh, if I had to pick another one or well, you one can only pick right one. There, so runner-up. Uh, What's a runner-up? Oh, man. Runner-up. I'll give my runner-up runner after you. Leper Messiah. Really? Yeah. Or the four... No, no. Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. <laughs> four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. That's it. Okay. That's the one. My... That's, that's my runner-up. My... Yeah, I like Bread Fan. You ever, you ever Bread Fan? Yeah, I've heard them all. Oh, uh, yeah, true. My, my runner-up is a little bit different. Uh, you might not like this one as much. Is, uh... See, I got some new ones too, newer ones that I like too, and so that's it's kind of unfair. I like fade to black. Fade to black's good. It's but it's not. It's a kind of a. It takes a while. It's one of those songs that builds. Yeah, like Metallica. A lot of those bands from that era have like a. They're kind of ballads. Like you got to listen to the whole thing, and it builds, and then it gets heavy, and then it comes back, and like. So, anyways, I was in the Metallica mood tonight, guys. Sorry, I was, I was working at work, work, uh, listening to Metallica all day. If you had to pick a Metallica song after 1995, oh, I already know what, what that is. Fuel. Ah, uh, so mine would be My World. Fuel. Give me fuel. Um, give me fire. Give me that which I desire. That one, like, <laughs> man, that one. Ooh, hit me like that. Man, that that song just your favorite album. At, what, all, of all Believe time? Believe it or not, my favorite album isn't Puppets, Master Puppets, or any of that stuff. It's uh, 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 my favorite album by Metallica of a, an entirety of liking every song. Wait, 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 wait. Before yeah. you say it, we're going to say it at the same time and see if it, it's one of those moments where we both match up. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, hang on. Let me Hang on. Let me get this ready. Okay, one, two... Three, kill them all. Ride the lightning. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I like kill them all. Ride the lightning or Saint Anger. Saint Anger's okay. You didn't even like Saint Anger. I don't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, injustice for all fun. though. Injustice for all is good. All right, we're getting off track. Yeah. We love Metallica, but anyways, so 
you know now, obviously, what I've been listening to at my workbench and at my real job. I've been listening to Metallica. Like, I've been on a Metallica kick all week. What have you been listening to? Well, tonight I was listening to Metallica on Facebook. Because well, I sent I mean, it I was, to you. I'm sorry, on Facebook, on YouTube Music. And I was watching it on the TV. The live ones. With your mom. Watching the live concert ones. And uh, that was kind of cool. But uh, as far as music I've been listening to while I'm working, um, I... I, like I said, I was stuck for a while. I was stuck on the old swing music and stuff. I, I told you last week. And uh, this week I kind of got um, away from that and got into uh, a little theory of a dead man. And um, uh, mainly theory of a dead man. But uh, that was kind of my thing. Yeah? Yeah. I was also listening to... Um... Let me try and find it here real quick. Oh, where's my history? Where do you find history on? Uh, there we go. Yeah, there it is. The Dropkick Murphys radio station. And I was listening to ba- some like real... Like street... There's some bands on there. Like they're a little more Irishy punk. Yeah, like I love that stuff too. Real McKenzie's, The Tossers, mm-hmm. Rum Jacks. I was listening to a bunch of that also this week. Cool. Um, so I've been in kind of the rock mood lately, not necessarily, I was in a weird mood with some funk and some, and some like blues and stuff for a while. And, uh, like not blues, like, yeah, like sad blues, but I was into like the whole, like, uh, like downtown-y, uh, what do you call that kind of blues? Like swamp, swampy type, like Bayou blues. Yeah. Bayou blues, stuff like that. Like just, you know, makes you want to... Stuff them down, New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. jazz it up with Zatarans, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was listening. <laughs> Jesus, Louise. I was listening. To, <laughs> I was listening, funny stuff. listening to that kind of music, but uh, uh, I don't even have Zatarans. I use I use Minute Race, but anyways. <laughs> but, <laughs> so anyhow. Yeah, that was. Um, That's why I've been listening to. Um, yeah. I also as have. Far a, as, uh, okay, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I thought we were getting off of music. Yesterday. We are. Oh, um, I have another. You know what? I'm going to save that for next week. What is it? it it's uh, my working with the concrete, uh, making concrete streets. Well, how about we? Um, how about we use that for the uh, the patron only episode? We can do that, yeah. So We're not doing got, that tonight, by the way. No, no, it's late. Okay. But yeah. if you guys want access to our Patreon-only episode to find out what my dad was doing for his concrete streets on that diorama, he just so posted pictures of right before we started this interview or this podcast. I'm not interviewing mm-hmm. you. At this point, we're not interviewing uh, us, each other. But you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HOScaleCustoms and get access to our patron only episodes where my dad's going to talk this weekend about how he's doing his concrete streets and i'm guessing it's not They're done but I, I, you know I'll, or I'll he talk did about it. did you use yeah. a product we've used i before? got a couple of little tricks and things i found that made it work and is it a product um, I, we've used before it's a, it's a product every every anybody can get so it's not spend a shitload of money yeah that's what and i'm gonna say um, it's not like yeah, um, it's, just the, it's not uh yeah. it's not a product that is put out by a company that's called rose no, it's, it's drywall mud it's it's okay, you know, okay. joint compound joint right. compound 
All right, all right, all right. And the reason I'll say that real quick before I get into it here, or so without getting into it, um, Joint Compound is is awesome to use because and you don't I mean, have to buy a five gallon bucket of it. No, no, but Joint Compound is nice because you can it you have time to work with it with plaster or Paris, You have twenty minutes. Yeah. With uh, Durham's water putty, you have probably an hour. Yeah. Okay. After that, I mean, you're not you're you're. It, it wow. depends on That's the it. and well also drywall mud depends on uh, or sheetrock mud whatever you call it uh, joint compound. It also is dependent on the environment. Mm-hmm. So if it's warmer and drier where you're working, it's going to yeah. dry quicker. Yeah. If it's in my basement, it's going to take four months to dry. Yeah, <laughs> in the winter, it's easy. It's easy to get really smooth before it dries. You can work it for a long time, and, <laughs> and when it, it, and it, when it sands, dries to a certain, yes, it sands very easily. When you get to a certain point on the drying, okay, so you can let it go for a couple hours. It's still going to be workable, moldable. And so what? Right. So what you do then is you can just take a wet. Uh, a uh, we'll, talk about, well, we'll, we'll talk about. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it on yeah. the episode for our patrons. Yeah. Um, and we might actually turn. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it on the episode this weekend for our patrons. So yeah, you guys have to look forward for that one. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's all we got. Also, I wanted to shout out, um, a few people. Well, not shout out. I wanted to update a few people who were asking me about that truck that I was building that Ford Ranger. Yeah. I yeah. have that diorama like 95% completed. So after I'm done on the live video tomorrow night, I'm probably yeah. just going to bang that baby out and then show cool. some show some photos of it because that son of a bitch has been sitting on my workbench here forever. Yeah. Or not workbench, behind me on the table here. Um mm-hmm. just bugging me. I got to get that thing done. It's cool. It's cool looking. I just got to finish yeah, it. Yeah, it is awesome. So, um yeah, we got that also, uh, I had one other person ask me um, how we got the name of our podcast recently. So, um, what bench time? Yeah, I don't know if we've actually have we actually ever gone through and explained that. Um, no. So this was uh, via an email, and uh, we are called Bench Time because we literally record this whole podcast. If you guys and if anyone's listening that doesn't know this already, we record this whole podcast sitting at our workbenches. Like, oh yeah, it couldn't get any more real. I got, I got a pair of pliers right here. Like, yeah. got a pair of pliers. I got a whole bunch of junk sitting around me. My laptop, yeah, everything's within reach. Everything. My, my, my bill. I, I am actually my elbow is one inch away from my bill. Right. right. I'm sitting. Six yeah. feet from the side of my the 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 eastern side or whatever you want to call it the western side whatever however you're looking at it of our yeah. layout like man you couldn't get more in the trenches with where we're recording this it's not like we have a separate studio so uh, to answer that question for that that's how we came listener, up with bench time bench time podcast is literally sitting at our workbenches time at our bench when we first started recording I was actually sitting at my workbench with a, just a laptop and a little USB microphone. Um, now I have, you know, we bought a new kitchen table and now I have the old kitchen table downstairs at my work, beside my workbench, um, which is also filled now with junk, the not junk, but it's filled with storage containers full of stuff. So it's my secondary workbench. So this is the Benchtime podcast is actually recorded at yours 
and my workbenches. So yeah, in my kinda, workshop, mine's in my workshop, yours is in your workshop, and, and that's how we work it. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to clarify that we had a we had a listener ask that question. So um, yeah, there you go. That's yeah. where we, that's where it came from, and I think it stays true and genuine. That kind of fits the format of our show. It fits the atmosphere of our show. That's yeah, yeah. right. just we're sitting down here in our. Work, work areas like it is what it is. Yeah. I, I crack a beer. I'm sitting at my my, my got all my tools behind I'm, me. I was working on my workbench, and then he calls me, and we <laughs> start this podcast. I I turned. I didn't leave my chair since then, and I just turn and I'm working at my workbench. And when yeah. sometimes, not tonight, but when sometimes when we hang up, I get right back, get right to, back to my workbench. Yeah. Tonight's a little late, so we won't be doing that. Late. But yeah. tomorrow we will be. Um, I will be working all night down here. So uh, next week is the Christmas special. Yes, we got a Christmas and, special. Uh, hey, we have some guests coming up. We do have uh, some in, guests in January. Uh, some good ones. Yep. And uh, after the uh, holidays, after the holidays, we have my dad and I have both been working to line up some guests. So we will be having some guests on after the holidays. It's just a tough time of year to get some people yep. on because everyone's got Christmas stuff going on. Yeah, everyone's, nobody can commit. Everyone's I get it. busy. So hey, it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's let's wrap this one up. Uh we'll call it a night. Make sure you join me tomorrow okay. night. Make sure you join me tomorrow night, Friday the thirteenth. At nine PM. Yeah. Um maybe I'll have my wife like rip rip the chain rip a chainsaw, start start up a chainsaw and make it sound like I'm it's Friday the thirteenth. And Jason's <laughs> in my basement. <laughs> anyways, no. Uh I don't even have a chainsaw. But anyways, <laughs> Make sure you join me tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern Jason time. Jason didn't use a chainsaw. Jason Jensen? No, Jason didn't, from Friday the 13th didn't use a oh, chainsaw. Oh, he just had a machete and a, and a, yeah, yeah. And a mask. You're thinking of the Texas Chainsaw Mask. I am. Yeah. It's all the same movie. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> but uh, Jason's the one that lived in the lake, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this all one right. up, Dad. Um, make sure you join me tomorrow night, nine o'clock, Friday thirteenth. After you listen to this episode, by the way, right. you can join me for a live uh, modeling session at, at our layout. I might even give a layout tour. Who knows? So um, that's it. Have an awesome weekend, guys. To our patrons, make sure you tune in sometime before the end of this weekend or early, 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 early Monday morning for the Overtime at the Bench podcast episode. Um, exclusive to our patrons uh thanks again for listening guys you know where to find us hit us up check out my new youtube video that's going up right before this episode airs and uh all the other social channels facebook twitter blah 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 you know where to find us so that is it have an awesome weekend good night